Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under the radar statewide story that affects you. And this past week in Lansing, the debate got about as contentious as it possibly can with an issue that's maybe one of the most divisive things that the legislature ever works on, and that's abortion. There was legislation in front of the House and Senate to essentially ban a fairly common second trimester abortion procedure known as the dilation and evacuation procedure. And if you want to get a feel for how contentious and sort of how heated this whole topic is, you really just have to listen to some of the floor speeches. Here's Republican Representative Lynn Athendoulis, who is in favor of the ban. I appeal to you and to all people of mercy and benevolence. This practice is gruesome. It is inhumane. It is beyond comprehension. And outrageously, it is unnecessary. And here's Democratic Representative Julie Brixby, who opposes the ban. There's only one reason you would criminalize a procedure that has been proven to be the safest for patients, and that's if you're seeking to prevent women from obtaining the procedure by imposing additional risks on their health, which is why this legislation is unethical, immoral, and flagrantly unconstitutional. The House and Senate both have their own versions of this bill, and they both passed them. Neither is going to the governor quite yet because the other House still needs to approve it. She has said that she would veto these bills if they do reach her desk. Not a big surprise, as Governor Whitmer has been a long, outspoken advocate for women's right to choose. Now, that might not be the end of the story, even if she does veto these bills, because Right to Life of Michigan is already readying a petition initiative to circulate petitions, gather signatures, and put this again in front of the legislature. But the difference in that case would be once the legislature approves it, that's the end of the story. It is then law in Michigan does not need the governor's veto. And this is a practice in the state's constitution that has been used before recently, even with a Republican governor. Throughout Governor Rick Snyder's term in office, Republicans really wanted to repeal the prevailing wage law in Michigan That's something he opposed because he is a big proponent of the skilled trades, and he said he would veto that legislation. Well, Republicans and people who supported that measure, they gathered signatures, they put it in front of the legislature, and it passed. Now Michigan does not have that same prevailing wage law because they use that mechanism. It's going to be interesting to see if now that there's a Democrat in office who has threatened to veto multiple bills already, if this is something that becomes more common. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we really never saw almost ever in the past. But lately, it seems like almost every year or almost every session, this is something that is at least floated as a way of circumventing the governor. We are creating new norms in the state legislature. And this looks like it could be a part of it, particularly given that we are not only in an era of term limits, but we are now in an era of divided government. And the legislature could be looking for opportunities to sort of take away some of the teeth of the governor's office. And just note also that if the legislature legislature does find a way to make this law in Michigan despite the governor's opposition, it's very likely this will go to the courts, and similar bills across the country have been thrown out in the courts. So this could be just the very beginning of a long story here in Michigan as it relates to this issue that plays right into the bigger national debate happening right now.